This is a Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles, presented by Westside Honda and 204 Skate Shop. Motocross news from around the globe, but mostly between Emerson and Brandon. We're not experts over here, but we've got microphones. Check us out on the web at BigMXRadio.com. Welcome to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles, 204 Skate Shop in Selkirk, Manitoba, and Westside Honda. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, two-time Loretta Lynn champion, Michael Blos from uh, his home in Phoenix, Arizona. Michael, how's it going? Pretty good. How about yourself? Not too bad, not too bad. Uh, spring has uh, sprung here in uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba, so there's lots of melting snow all around us. Very nice. Just a uh, quick introduction, like you're, you're currently, uh, I believe you're, you're doing some racing this winter, uh, finishing, like you're, are you racing some super, or arena cross? Um, that's, that's, that's kind of what we're shooting for. Um, mm-hmm. right now we're just, you know, we're, we're starting locally right now, you know, just kind of getting our, our feet wet per se, you know, and just, uh, starting from scratch pretty much, but. Um, yeah, we, 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 we want to progress into a ring across. Right on, right on. Uh, what, uh, what, uh, local tracks have you been hitting up, uh, getting yourself ready? Um, been hitting up, uh, Canyon, uh, recently I just did a little race, or, uh, an, an AMX race down in, uh, Tucson at mm-hmm. MC Motorsports, um, and, uh, that's, that's pretty much it for right now. I mean, those are the main tracks really to ride, to ride around here. You got ACP, but I haven't really ridden that much. So just those two local tracks for right now. Cool. Cool. Uh, what, what kind of trading regiment, uh, are you, are you, uh, dealing with? You got to keep yourself in shape, uh, uh, if uh, you were able to do some races? Yeah. Yeah. For right now, I've been, uh, I've been focusing on, um, you know, strength and, you know, running and endurance and things like that. Um, and, uh, and most of what I've been focusing on is, uh, nutrition too. So, um, that's a huge so, point. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I just started out. So it, you know, well, it's not like it's going to have, you know, I'm going to see like fantastic results overnight, but it, it's, it's going to be a work in progress, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Always is, you know, uh, get that ball rolling. And uh, by the time it's time to line up behind the gate, you should be more than ready. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right on, right on. Well, uh, let's go back to where it all started. Uh, I believe there must have been at least a few days in your life before uh, motocross uh, existed in your life. Uh, You you told me before that your dad introduced you and your brother to motocross. How did he go about it? And uh, were you excited right away? Or tell me a little bit about that. Um, what, what, what happened was, um, I, I wasn't really like introduced to like, you know, motorcycles, like right away, like, Hey, you know, like this is a motorcycle, go ride it. Um, you know, my, my parents had bought me, you know, obviously that you buy kids bicycles and such. And, and, uh, you know, I just grasped the concept of, um, you know, two wheel motion and locomotion and just putting those things and such together. And, you know, beyond, you know, I, I would go destroy bicycles and just, you know, three-wheeled tricycles and stuff. So I had an act for just, you know, breaking. Being destructive. Exactly. So so I, I already had the ability at a young age. And then, you know, my father introduced me, you know, um, 
you know, he introduced me to the PW50, and you know, I just started riding that, and um, you know, it slowly progressed into you know my first race. So that's just kind of how it all came about. You know, I just kind of naturally uh, kind of gifted towards in that aspect. Excellent, excellent. And uh, you started out on Yamahas, and uh, in our conversations earlier, you said that you're, you grew up on Yamaha 80s, uh, but this is pre-85 days. They were uh, 80cc mini-cycles. Um, tell me a little bit about that machine and how it built that passion that you uh, still have for Moto today. Um, yeah, I, I started on the 80, and, um, you know, that, that, that bike was... Um, I mean, it, it was something else, you know, I never really, you know, once I started to develop, you know, my uh, my ability to ride a motorcycle, I really fell in love with it because the power was more of what I liked, you know, and, um, you know, it just, it just helped me progress into, uh, you know, uh, a better rider, you know, just to, just, you know, be aggressive and, and to go out there and, and just go, go, go ride, you know, just go do, have fun. Excellent, excellent. Like, uh, how how often were you riding as a kid? Were you a, uh, one of those guys that threw uh, a couple hundred uh, tanks of fuel through your uh, bike every year? Or <laughs> were you were you? Let, let me know a little bit about that. Yeah, I was. Um, I was more like a two to three, two to three day a week type practicer. You know, I would come home and and get my homework done, and you know that was the first thing that had to be done was the homework, and then you know I would go and ride. But, you know, I was never, I was never, like, the type of kid that, um, you know, I, I never really, like, cared to ride, but it was fun to me. So, but I, I, I never, you know, just, I never took it overboard. And, um, you know, when it started to become a job, it started to, you know, wear on me. And it burned me out pretty bad. So, yeah. Yeah, well, you had uh, your younger brother uh, in tow at many of the races. I assume he started around the same time you did, or maybe a year or two after. Uh, what was it like having him kind of nipping at your heels, coming through the ranks? The two of you both having your uh, some some success on the the national um, junior series, as well as uh, just local races. I, I assume the two of you were pretty dominant. Yeah, he. Um, I I I was more dominant, um, you know, because. Um, uh, not not some, you know, cocky. It's just he, <laughs> he he was hurt more because, you know, he was actually more diabolical than I was. I was more calculated. He was the type of kid to just go out there and just you know jump something, you know, without trying to keep up to the older brother. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. You know, he would see me and and and, but for that part, you know, my dad, my dad just you know totally cut him off. So. But, uh, you know, that whole thing, it, it was fun growing up with him, you know. I mean, just, I mean, even to, you know, racing in the front yard when we were kids, you know, we, we would, you know, hop on our little PWs and just burn laps in our little front yard and stuff. But, you know, he was always nipping at my heels and he was always, you know, he was always just trying to get me. So, I mean, it, it, it was awesome. I loved it. Well, I assume you guys fed off each other quite a bit, which uh, helped you, uh, Earn two championships at uh, Loretta Lynn's. That's unbelievable. Both on 125s, both 2000 and 01. Uh, mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about those experiences and beating guys like Josh Hansen, Cole Siebler, Ryan Mills, and Tommy Hahn. Um, those experiences for me were um, uh, that was 
um, a, a pretty big eye opener for me. You know, my my first year when I went to Loretta's, I had, you know, I had no idea the level of like where I even was. You know what I'm saying? So. And I believe you like, got second in one of your eighty classes that year. I, I like I I was I don't even know where I placed, but I, I I literally had no grasp of like even what this whole shebang was. You know what I'm saying? So like. And for me to come out there and finish where I did was, you know, spectacular. But, but those two years, you know, that when I won, it was like, like I kind of I solidified my belief in knowing where and who I was. You know, I just, um, it, it was just, it, it was an eye opener, man. Just, just being able to be all those talented guys and and you know, it was like, damn, like you know, I'm I'm one of these dudes, you know. So it was, I, I loved every minute of it. That's excellent. That's excellent. Um, Kevin Windham, your favorite rider. When did you mm-hmm. first see him ride? Like, what stood out about him? And like, obviously, he's he's a extremely talented individual on a motorcycle. But uh, why did you pick him of all guys? Um, of all guys, he just he's very smooth. Um, and he's like he's kind of like a Picasso on a bike. Um, yeah. Uh, and I, I just love watching him. Just. He's so relaxed and so calm. Not much that's to him, and he just does his own thing on his bike. And he's so—he's um, just like real meticulous, I, I, if you would say, in his lines and just the way he is. You know, he just—he—he's real, just like intricate in his writing, but it's still it's so simple. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, he's very fluid and just his style is just amazing. You know, so. But he doesn't use very much energy, which is cool too. Is that something that you tried to work into your own style a little bit, like kind of mimic the way he would uh, be on the bike and put your own kind of spin on it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I I, I would say so. And um, you know, there's I, I I've tried to uh, to emulate a lot of his style, you know, because he's so uh, he's so awesome and and just the way he he you know what I'm saying the way he rides. Yeah. The way he looks at it, you know, it's like it's, he certainly it's has the right approach. Level, yeah. Um, successful CF season in uh, 2001, the amateurs. Uh, you you dominated uh, a couple of different nationals, including at Loretta Lynn's. Moving into a guy who turned pro at a Supercross, which we don't see too much of nowadays. You're on a mm-hmm. Suzuki 125, and uh, that the, actually the first the first one you made was Minneapolis. Tell me a little mm-hmm. bit about that night. I'm sorry. Uh, like Minneapolis O2, that was the the first main event that you met you uh, you made. Uh huh. Yeah, like tell me a little bit about that uh, your first pro race uh, under the lights, uh, making the main event and all that. Um, it it, it was an eye opener for sure. I, um, you know, getting into it for me was just kind of like yeah, like this was you know this is that was like kind of one of my goals I had made you know, and mm-hmm. because I knew I knew I could achieve it. And so once I got there, once I was in the main, I wanted to learn, you know, like the whole, it was, I just like, even though I wanted to do good, I knew what I was against and, and so forth like that. But I wanted to do good and I wanted to take it all in and learn and just, and, and just you know, take it for what it was because like, like you said, that was my first main and I, I had, I was getting fed to the wolves, you know, so. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, I, it was like you know you you, you gotta 
you got to fight for yourself, but also, you know, take it all in. And there's just so much of that. It's just, it was an experience. Right. And you're, you're on Suzuki's. I assume they might've been helping you out in the amateur scene as well. Uh, who was helping you out as you moved from the, uh, the, the amateur scene into the pro ranks? Who, uh, what, what, what kind of gear were you wearing? Uh, and what kind of support were you getting? Um, that was I when I went from I went from like intermediate to pro I I ended up switching to uh, to Suzuki and um, and you know we we had some support from them and my first year pro you know and Supercross was from Suzuki um, and then um, and I can't remember there there were some Yamahas in there it's all it's all kind of a blur, blur but. Um, uh, you know, we had fly in there and just, um, and, and just, you know, a bunch of team sponsors that I was with, you know, so, I mean, there, there, there were groups of people just helping me and just a, a lot of the support came from, you know, local individuals and, you know, we had a, a couple of gear sponsors that helped out like a Cherubis and, and yeah. It, it, that, well, that's what makes the program, you know, uh, there's, yeah. you need the sponsors to, to help out and make these things affordable. And, uh, um, I, I guess maybe back then, uh, more companies were open to, uh, to, to spend some more budget on guys, uh, moving in through like the, the, um, the, the regional supercross series of the 125, uh, you're definitely benefited from that, but only two nationals in, uh, 2002, uh, did you have an injury or something? Um, I think we just wanted to get our feet wet just to see what it was about. I think it was, okay. uh, it was, uh, um, Gwen Helen and Tang Town where they have those, if I'm correct. What's that? Yeah, I think those nationals were, were Hang Town and, uh, yeah. and Glen Helen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why we only did it. We, because we we didn't have much of a program, and then and then mm-hmm. the year after that we went we ended up signing I think like Team Solitaire or something like that. Yeah, Solitaire Yamahas, two thousand and three. Uh, I I assumed you might have been on a four stroke, but actually you raced the 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 two fifth or the one twenty five, and mm-hmm. uh, you, you you made the switch three top tens uh, in your second uh, season in Supercross. Not too shabby whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was um. That was kind of like a blooming year for me. Uh, you know, I got down into uh, Dallas, Texas with uh, Lucky Nichols and uh, Michael Holligan, the team owner. And, uh, you know, we had our own facility. And, you know, we were, we were able to go out there every day and test. And, you know, we had eyes on us, you know, telling what us we were doing right, wrong, and, you know, eyes in the sky type stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, we were able to just buckle down and get a nice program. And, um and it, it, it was it was it was nice. It was really great to be over there to just be so secluded and do your own thing. So yeah, how, how important is that program? Like it seems like when when guys are able to get on that program where all they they cross their t's and dot their i's, uh, that that they can really flourish. That seemed to be a positive thing for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 is is a huge key. You know, you gotta have the the right people surrounding you that want the best for you and and you know to be out you know where you're secluded and you and you have the right tools to do what you can do i mean you, the sky's a limit pretty much so excellent um yeah. a f- you, you ran all the nationals in 03 um 
all, like all, actually all eleven rounds. Uh, Troy got rained out. Uh, most people mm-hmm. wouldn't remember that, but uh, how did yeah. that stand up? How that um, that sta- that summer stand out for you? And uh, what what do you remember about it? Um, that 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 summer was actually kind of tough for me. Um, it was a uh, it was a learning one, you know. Uh, I was riding, you know, the one twenty five at the time, and you know, being so young, I I didn't really have anybody behind me to kind of say, hey, this is what you need. Uh, this is you know what you got to do, and that was just me kind of uh, doing it off well and kind of and just you know that's what I was supposed to do type thing. You know? So. But that was, um, I mean, I, I learned a lot from it, you know, and, um, you know, like I said, I learned a lot. So it, it was a fun one. <laughs> well, uh, you, you must have a few uh, half-decent stories from the road. Uh, maybe you can share a few of those if they're uh, uh, <laughs> if, if they're shareable. Yeah, I, you know what? I actually kept it pretty low-key on the road. Um, I, I, didn't too, I didn't do too much, you know. I was, you know, I did my homework and... Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time at my family's house and, uh, you know, back in Pennsylvania and just enjoy, enjoyed my time there. Oh, right on. Yeah. Uh, you raced your uh, hometown Supercross for the very first time in 2004, Phoenix, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, your your very first year on a four-stroke, 250F, and you pulled mm-hmm. up a 12th place position. Uh, what was it like racing a Supercross in front of friends and family? Um. It was pretty nerve wracking. Um, I, uh, I I knew it was my hometown, you know, and, and and there was gonna be a lot of people coming at me, and you know this or that, and mm-hmm. you know this is just I mean obviously I'm a hometown hero, and but you know I you know I got good starts all night, and um, yeah I just I just pumped up, man. It was a learning experience again, you know, and because uh, I wanted to perform for all. For all you know, my supporters and I, you know, I got out front and just, just tensed up and, uh, and, and that was that. But, uh, but I love it, man. I, you know, it's all my, all the people out there just, you know, root me on and stuff. I, I, it was, it was a great time. Absolutely. Uh, if anyone who's ever had the, the the pleasure of playing in front of fans and family, uh, it's a special feeling that even if you you don't perform at your very best, uh, it's still something that you'll you'll uh, take a lot away from and, and you'll cherish that. Yeah. Um, the uh, the 2004 season uh, it, that wasn't one of the nights, but you rattled off six top tens, including three t- uh, three top fives and a podium. Um, mm-hmm. With and with none other than James Stewart in the class, so basically might as well uh, call that a second mm-hmm. place because he was on rails <laughs> that year. I believe that was the year he's doing the worm and the the sprinkler. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what uh, what team were you on, uh, and uh, what attributed to that success? I was on uh, I was on the Samsung Radio Shack team, the Samsung Yamaha Radio Shack team, mm-hmm. and um, there's a lot of that success contributed to uh, you know me, um, you know just having the tenacity I have on the bicycle or not bicycle bike, mm-hmm. and um, uh, just you know the people around me, um, you know watching me and stuff, making sure you know I'm doing the right things and. And and the and the stars aligned that night and um and and after that one I had a it was like almost I was almost like a shark in the water that that tasted blood you know and and uh, I I got that taste of success and um knew what it felt like and you know I backed it up with a fourth at Daytona and 
Mm-hmm. And I, I started to uh, grasp the concept of being successful on a motorcycle and then ended up getting hurt. Uh, yeah, what, what, what was that injury uh, that uh, sidelined you for, uh, for, for quite some time there? Um, to, uh, it was like the end of 2004. Um, I uh, was at Ryan Clark's house just uh, practicing right before Thanksgiving and um, ended up going for... Uh, <clears throat> I was trying to, I was going to try a quad and went for the quad and just face into the quad and just uh, ended up snapping my ulna and radius just just okay. right uh, below the wrist. Mm-hmm. So. That's, uh, that, that'll set you back. I, I, I noticed <laughs> that uh, you came back on Hondas. I guess that's what the, the Solitaire team was on Hondas that year? Uh, the, the Samsung team was on Hondas. Oh, the Honda. Samsung, they had switched yeah. to Hondas and you didn't yeah. return until Bud's Creek. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I did Seattle, and um, now that, that it's all a big blur there. <laughs> yeah, like only I, only one Supercross main, and uh, and and you return at Bread's Creek. Uh, what was that 05 Honda like? Um, I, you know what? To be honest with you, it it, it was all right. It was all right. It was it actually handled pretty well. So, mm-hmm. um, so it was good. Yeah. All right, Big MX listeners, commercial time. And listen up, because somewhere in these commercials is a trivia question you don't want to miss out on. We don't yet have some real commercials from the sponsors that we've gotten so far, but these are a few gems from Supercrosses gone by. Hope you enjoy. The crossbar, I really thought it would be tough to to learn to ride without it, but man, I adapted. I really like it. Never experienced anything bad with Pro Taper, and that's that's the truth. Not just because they're a sponsor; it's the truth. I've never had a bad experience. That's one thing Pro Taper is uh, known for: is their bars not bending. Patchy Adams over here got me hooked on the Pro Tapers. I rode his piece of crap bike, and the only thing I was good on it was the handlebars. So I was like, "Hey, I'm getting a set of them bars, buddy." I love the product. It's re- really good stuff. A new toy. I tell her, don't worry, just a little old two-wheeler. I don't worry, till I get a whiff of a dirty me. Don't get next to her till I get next to Life Boy. Life Boy cleans dirt, cleans sweat, kills odor, all of it. Got enough deodorant to keep the clean smell going. Mm. Now she can start worrying. Deodorant Life Boy keeps the clean smell going. Trivia time, guys. Submit your answers to bradgebhart88 at gmail.com. That's my name, bradgebhart88 at gmail.com. Your question. What number did the legendary Tim Ferry wear in his 1997-125 championship season in Supercross? We'll keep this open for two solid weeks. The correct answers will be put into a hat, and we'll draw a name of the correct answers for a $25 gift certificate to the iTunes store. Rob, are you ready to rock and roll today? What do you think I'm ready? Come on, get up and make some noise, people! This is Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Championship is coming to Freestone Raceway in Wortham, Texas on Saturday, May 28th. Get your tickets and directions now at freestonemx.com. Right on. Um, 
2006, your brother turns pro, actually he turned pro in 05, but uh, full bore, he, uh, he raced one, um, one national in 05, comes out in uh, 2006, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like, what was it like having your, your little brother in the pro ranks, and uh, the two of you kind of taking on the world together? Um, it, it, it was pretty cool, uh, to have, you know, my brother and, you know, car ranks with me because, uh, you know, I get to, get to share that with him, you know, so, um, you know, uh, just being able to take that on was cool. So I was, I was pretty pumped with it. You know, he, he I, I knew he'd be gunning for me. We had a few races where he was going fast and stuff. So it, it, it was fun. Definitely pushed me for sure. 2006, you made the step onto the big bike, the 450 on, I believe it was Kawasaki's, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you even started to crack the top 20. Uh, what uh, What do you remember about that move? Um, I did, I did crack the top 20, is what you said? You did, yeah. No, you were yeah, you started, um, like, you got, uh, I think, five or six uh, nationals you were. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, um, I just remember being on the bike and just uh, le- learning a lot, you know, being able, being able to be out there with those guys, you know, being able to run that pace and stuff. Um, I just remember just, you know, learning and, you know, getting in the groove and, and really understanding what the whole, whole you know, scheme of things was as far as racing was because the 450 was, just a whole nother level, you know. So it, you know, flowing with it, learning with it. So I think I I, I grew there quite a bit, which was you know good. Awesome. Um, so up until two thousand and nine, you you'd stayed on a, a two fifty F um, in Supercross, and then switched to the uh, and then you always switching to the four fifty for outdoors. Any reason for that? Um, like 450 is easier to to going through a, an entire national series. You felt more. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it was just easy on, on the on the wallet, you know, because the 450 like doesn't take much to make go fast, and yeah, the, the 250s you got to spend a lot of money to make them go. Definitely, yeah. Like those things are running on the edge at all times, and uh, yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, you you seem to have some skills in the 450. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, they, I, I like riding the 450. It's, you know, you gotta, you know, kind of kick back on it and, you know, let it come to you. And it's kind of a little bit more my style, but, but I do like to hang it on the 250F too. So. <laughs> do, do you have both of those in the garage uh, right now? No, just 250F right now. Okay. Uh, awesome. Um, 2010 through to this summer, uh, you were a Supercross only slash Arena Cross only guy. Uh, what makes you pull? What made you pull the uh, MC move and uh, keep it to the indoors? Um, just I was I was over uh, the nationals and and uh, they're really hard on my body and and I just I didn't really want to take that route. I kind of wanted to take a little bit you know more easier route and you know. That, Indoor is a little bit easier on your body, so, um, and it's a, a little bit easier on the on the wallet too. So I just that that's the reason I want that route. Definitely focus uh, your efforts on the indoor where you can make some serious cash and uh, yeah. take take it a little bit easier in the summertime. Maybe reca- recoup a few of those nagging injuries that I'm sure you've accrued yeah. over a long uh, career as a as a racer. Exactly. Exactly. Talking about those those injuries, um, what uh, what have you sustained over the the course of your career? I imagine uh, you haven't been able to uh, 
dodge dodge every bullet out there. Uh, what 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 type of uh, what kind of de- what kind of pain do you deal with on a daily basis? Um, you know, a, a lot of the pain I deal with uh, on a daily basis, you know, like my arms when I broke my wrist, um, uh, my knee when I I hyper extended my knee and tore my ACL. You know, I got you know did my ankle. I got some. I got a plate in my ankle and and. Uh, I think the biggest one that I suffer from every day is just headaches, just from like hitting your head and stuff, and concussions and such like that. So yeah, so that's, yeah, those are tough to not only tough to come back from, but uh, tough to avoid in general. Like every time that you uh, leave the motorcycle, uh, yeah. and, uh, it's very susceptible. They like regardless of what helmet you're wearing. Um, yeah, exactly. How do, you, how do you keep yourself busy as you're uh, you're going throughout your your years? Like, uh, what uh, do you do? Some riding schools, um, and uh, and and what kind of advice do you have for kids that are up and coming? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start doing riding schools. Um, you know, I just stay busy. Uh, you know, staying on top of my health, and um, you know, guiding my brother, and um, you know, things like that. Um, just try to stay involved with the motocross community as much as I can. Um, and you know, for people coming up, you know, advice, I said, just to have fun and, and, uh, just give it all. If you want to go pursue it, you know, go for it. If you, if you just want to take it as a hobby, then take it as a hobby. But if you're going to do it full time, it takes, it's, it's like a job. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. So, uh, what, uh, what are your plans for, uh, 2014 the next few months uh and going forward uh i know that uh, you are hoping to do some arena cross and 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 do some like uh do you, do you plan on lining up for any supercrosses at all or are you in uh are you in a position to do something like that um it, it, it's a possibility arises right right now i want to focus on on staying amateur staying local here right now just because I'm just starting to get my program up and going, I want to, you know, develop it and then, you know, uh, progress into arena cross, like I said. And, and uh, you know, if the possibility arises for supercross, and I'm, I, I'm, you know, all, all ears. <laughs> That's excellent. That's excellent. Um, grow, growing up, you must have had uh, some some influential riders who uh, who helped you get to the speed you're at. Um, what were some What were some of the things that you picked up along the way that uh, really hit home for you and allowed you to make strides in your uh, personal ability? Um, I don't know. I would say, um, I, you know what? I really didn't. To be honest with you, I really didn't look up to too many people or anything like that. That was like that was more so my own will, you know, like. Um, if anybody had any influence on it, it would have been my father because, you know, he pushed me and, you know, he wanted me to do that. But, you know, I, I wanted to do that as well. So, um, you know, I, I, I pushed myself, you know, most of the way. But, you know, like I said, once I seen Kevin Windham and, you know, uh, Jeff Stanton and, you know, John Michelle Bell, you know, I, I really kind of understood and kind of grasped onto a lot of things from that point. That's 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 actually like very true, and I want to touch on a point that you just made there. A lot of the the most successful racers aren't aren't ones who necessarily uh, are are pushed into their success. They're ones who truly want it. And I I I'd give the analogy uh, the Michael Lessie to the Ryan Villapoto, where like 
Villapoto has to kind of be a bit of a, man, a self-made man, whereas, uh, and like you obviously had some support, but um, it, w- it seemed to be a foregone conclusion before Mike was even born that he was supposed to be a pro racer. It's a lot yeah, of pressure yeah. to deal with, and like you have to constantly be living up to the expectations of those around you, rather than someone yeah. like yourself, who basically put the, his ex- expectations on him, and um, mm-hmm. I feel like you, you do get stressed out about that a little bit, but it allows oh, yeah. you to be a lot more successful. Yeah, I, I, and and I did get burnt out, you know. Um, you know, some of that came from, you know, uh, you know, um, just myself, you know, just wanting to succeed, and 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 I didn't know how to succeed, you know. I didn't know how to get to that next level, so I was just like, ah, like I'm just tired of like trying and like just coming up failing when I know I'm like better than what I was. So a lot of that burnt me out. So. And uh, I understand you do some uh, some track work, or maybe you did in the last couple of years. Uh, what uh, what track have you have you been working on uh, doing some some prep? And uh, I hear recently one of them closed one of your local tracks. Oh yeah, uh, I was working out at uh, Canyon Raceway. Um, you know, I uh, I ran that place um, a couple of years ago. There was it was undergoing some owner uh, different owners and such, and um, so I had the opportunity to run the facility myself, and and it, it was too much for me. So I just I let it go. So it it mm-hmm. went through hands, and I ended up getting back into it and prepping it. And, and so um, so yeah, I, I I prepped used to prep Canyon, but uh, yeah, that's a track I used to used to work at. Oh, right on. Yep. Um... What's uh, you? You've ridden a lot of different brands. Uh, everything it looks looks like everything except for Husqvarna. Um, but <laughs> yeah. uh, what what was your best race bike? Uh, whether it was a pro bike, whether it was a, a one you raced in amateurs, what was that one machine that just uh, you jumped on it and it was just like wow, look at this thing. Um, it was, the the best machine I would have to say would be Brian. It had to be Brian Gray's race. Uh, it was this mod two fifty and I can't remember it was like the year I the year I was on Suzuki, it was like two thousand and three or something like that. Okay. And um yeah, whole shot it was leading the race, felt so so magnificent that I jumped so far into the woods and I just cared myself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like uh, like with uh, the the power of the two fifty two stroke. I I imagine you're meaning two fifty two stroke, yes? Yeah, yeah, too, yeah, yeah. Too, yeah. That those well, things hit hard. Yeah, well, the bike just felt like so good. Like I had never been on suspension that had felt so nice. Mm-hmm. So I was like, my confidence was a little bit too high. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, I know exactly <laughs> what you're saying. Uh, yeah, uh, I can fully attest to that. Um, yeah. Especially some of the tracks uh, down south. Obviously, like you haven't done any uh, races up in Canada, but the tracks are not nearly uh, what what they are in, uh, south of the border. And uh, uh-huh. they're just they're confidence inspiring, absolutely. And I imagine on a yeah. machine that you're feeling so at home right away, you just want to just uh, like uh, rip it, but uh, yeah, yeah. bitch yeah. it a little bit. Bit me in the ass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who is your Who's your main rival uh, growing up? I believe you would have been. Uh, like racing against guys like Shane Bess. Mm-hmm, uh, tell mm-hmm. me a little bit about race uh, growing up with those guys and um, what it what what kind of rivals that you had. Oh yeah, uh, Shane 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 was my uh, was my rival 
most fierce, fierce rival. Um, I had Josh Hansen, who was in there, Gene Stahl, Dylan Ward, um, James was in there. I think only maybe raced him like one or two times. Gavin Grasick, Edgar Rojas, you know, just people like that. But shit. But Shane and I were always like every weekend at the Golden State rounds, like it was like a boxing match, like for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember seeing Shane from one of the very first um, Mini Warriors videos. Did you happen to end up in one of those yourself, or I did. I was. I was. I can't remember. It was like one. It was like two or three or something. Like okay, that. right on. Yeah, like those were huge. I believe they had uh, Ryan yeah. Morris in them as well. Those were a hit. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love those videos. I'm, I'm I'm sure you, you you play them every once in a while just to rekindle yeah. some old memories. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, favorite uh, best best race you ever had? Like best race where you just felt like you were on. Doesn't have to even a race where you might have had a bad start and come from the come from the back. Best best time you ever felt like you were on the bike. Um. Ooh. Um. I'm gonna have to go back and say. Um. What year was that? It was like. Uh, 2000, it was like 2000, I was riding for like 1,000 bucks, and I whole shot it and led every single race of the 250B stock moto, and it was in the mud, and I was just gone, and I was like, I'm not, I'm no mud rider, I'm from the... I was going to say, I'm an so, Arizona kid that can ride mud? Yeah, so that, <laughs> I'm going to have to say that one right there. <laughs> An awesome mud race where the kid just dominated. That's good for the confidence, and uh, I'm yeah. sure m- most people can remember every mud race they were ever in, and uh, it's good to hear that it was successful for you. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your program. Um, what uh, What are your aspirations, and uh, in a perfect world, what uh, what would you uh, and where would you end up? Um, in a perfect world, I'd like to uh, be, be riding the arena cross, um, you know, maybe you know, be a contender right there with, you know, Tyler and, you know, because, you know, him and I used to slug it out back in the day. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I'd like to try and be up there with him, maybe see what I can do. Um, but for right now, you know, I'm just starting local. You know, my my uh, my ex- ex- expectations are really small right now, even though they're very big. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I just know. Yeah. I'm setting small goals. Yeah, I'm working, climbing that ladder. So, so what kind of bike are you on right now? Uh, just got a 2012 KX250F. So, um, gonna start, start racing that here locally, and uh, we're we're looking to buy a couple more bikes. So um, that's just mm-hmm. kind of practice bike right now. Right on. And I guess uh, you, you you get Fit Industries to uh, set you up with some graphics for that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get all Fit Industries in there, making us look good. <laughs> Absolute. Now make make it look fresh every other weekend. Exactly. Uh, uh, do you have any anyone you'd like to thank uh, right now? Like uh, any sponsors you may, that might be hooking you up right now, or anything like that. Um, I'd just like to thank uh, my good friend, uh, Jonathan Charnock, from uh, com and Arizona Pools and Landscape, um, and uh, the Pit Enterprise. Excellent. Okay. Sorry? Go ahead. Yep, yep. And that's about right it. Right on. And if anyone would like to get, get a hold of you and uh, they, they hear this and maybe uh, want to get behind your program, uh, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, just have them shoot me an email. 
Okay. What's uh, what's the email then? Uh, it's the real MB. Yeah. Eight two. Yeah. At at gmail dot com. The real MB eight two at gmail dot com. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. Yep. Well, thanks so much for doing the Big MX podcast show. Uh, this has been an absolute thrill for me. You're our very first uh, out of uh, out of Canada um, guest that we've had on. Uh, we're recording this uh, on a on a beautiful Friday afternoon, and uh, thank you so much for ha- for ha- for making some time for us. And we wish you the best of luck. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. Absolute man. Uh, you take care. All right, you too. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast. Be sure to stay tuned for more episodes. Check out our archive for ones you may have missed. And for more content, BigMXRadio.com is your one-stop shop for Manitoba motocross media. Victim of unspeakable abuses Her husband was violent, malicious and